0: smear beneath his boot. He grunted an apology and stepped back closer to the door. Part of the organ came with him, leaving a thin trail across the carpet. He felt awkward and impatient at a crime scene, surplus to requirements, perhaps. After the initial adrenaline rush of discovering the body, there was little he could do but wait for the med and tech teams to finish their work, and he was finding it difficult knowing where to place himself. He slid to one side as a pair of auxiliaries squeezed through with a stretcher. It was doubly hard with the room sprayed as it was with viscera. There seemingly wasn't a surface or item of furniture that hadn't been spattered by the contents of the victim's gut, his torso sliced open from gullet to navel. He was sitting back in his chair by the window, waxy and stiff like a hollowed out anatomist's model, the gore fanning around him. It had dried, dark and textured, on the walls and ceiling, seeped into the floor. The stench was ripe. You couldn't have ingested a micro explosive, Dred asked, watching as McCready trod delicately around the corpse, shining a torch into its face and stomach cavity, poking matter with the end of his pen. Unlikely, I know, but I've heard of it being used before as a means to an end. No. MacReady replied, shaking his head as he continued his inspection. No scorch marks, no residue to suggest that. He wasn't blown open from the inside. He was stabbed repeatedly. The cuts suggest a bladed weapon, kind of a frenzy killing to have caused these kinds of wounds and this amount of trauma. He straightened up. I'd say you were looking at either a maniac or a creep making a point. And then, he added, nodding at the far wall, There's that. Dred followed his gaze to the symbol painted in blood. It had been slapped on hurriedly with little finesse, and much had dribbled down onto the sofa beneath it, so its intended design was not easy to discern. The letters I-C-U had been blobbly added underneath. The gang tag, McCready offered. Intensive care unit, Dred murmured. Local punks. Morons for the most part. Spend much of their time fighting amongst themselves. Something like this seems out of character. But that didn't discount the possibility that this was a revenge slaying for some slight or betrayal. He had to admit it had the ritualistic air of a gang snuff, the gruesome showiness of it a warning to others. He'd get units to round the ICU up, see what they had to say within the unforgiving walls of an interrogation cube. Only problem was the Vic had no history of ever running or dealing with one of the many street gangs that operated in this sector. That and the fact that at the time of his death, he was working for Justice Department. I see you, MacReady intoned. Could that be relevant given the Vic's occupation? Dred grunted in thought. Maybe. He had caught the call a couple of hours earlier whilst on routine patrol. Neighbors at Robert Shaw Block had been making complaints about the smell emanating from one of the apartments. Eliciting no response, the judge had overridden the lock and entered, discovering the source of the problem slumped in a chair beside a large picture window and a powerful telescope. He must have been dead for at least three days. Control identified him as Jacob Croons, a 23-year-old with peeping busts stretching back to his Juve days. He had serious voyeurism issues, had even sought out counseling after doing his first month in the cubes, and was a persistent offender, totaling over twenty counts within the past six years. The last arresting officer had wisely decided enough was enough and offered him an ultimatum. Utilize your talents in a positive fashion and peep for the city, or enjoy a spell in a psych ward. Croons had unsurprisingly opted for the former, and so was set up as a justice-central-sanctioned peeper, one of the judge's many eyes in the metropolis, a linked network of spies reporting all suspicious activity and criminal movements to their masters. It was an arrangement that had brought decent results. Peepers were nothing if not diligent, and according to his records, Croons had a higher-than-average hit rate. He was a man who clearly loved his work. Passionately, some might say, Integral to that job, and also for the paper's own safety, was secrecy. He would have been instructed to tell no one about what he did, and to keep all monitoring of suspects utterly discreet.